1: the playmakers it's at a little bit that time of year uh, i think when you look around the league there's there's a lot of uh, sloppy hockey being played um the good news for us is i thought we were better than we were against la in a lot of areas uh, with less of a lineup uh, i thought our goaltender was excellent was just great you know baby steps uh but you know we, we know we have to play better and uh like I said, our, our core group has done it before, Well we'll get back to it. Exclusively on 1140 to Bet. The question is, is when will that happen? Because the calendar stops for nobody, Lindsay. No. It stops for no one, and for the Knights, it continues to roll and challenge tomorrow night with Edmonton coming to town, and then the New York Islanders roll in on Sunday, and you were up at practice today checking things out because after a couple of losses with... It, it, it's just
0: at least we were better than l a Paul at least we were better than what I was we l a I was the waiting, lowest of bars. I was
1: waiting for what they called the sandwich. He kind of gave the bad news and then kind of gave the good news and then it was kind of an open faced sandwich more Correct. than anything else. there and was a no bird pooped in it yeah i suppose I suppose that's about right yeah. um uh, there are a lot of teams that are dealing with this same kind of situation that the Knights are right now to be honest let's be honest I what? mean the Montreal- Defe-
0: blown defensive assignments that escape reason or logic or uh, have uh t- making decisions that put people in compromising positions that you're not willing to at least back check for or, or uh, look at the receipt for the bill for. And he's right. He's absolutely right. There is slop everywhere to be found in this league. But why aren't we mopping up other people's slop as well? Like, they're sloppy too. Why can't we score? We had 40 shots too. I don't know who's counting shots in that arena, ball. There's no way in hell. The Golden Knights had 40 shots last night. So many missed the night or got blocked in general. After the first period, what did I tell you about the Jordan Bennington effect? They always buzz them in the first period and then they settle in. And it's not just Jordan. It's actually the Blues and, and probably the coaching staff as well. Because there was an adjustment made where all of a sudden the Blues started filling in the area where the filling goals in, in the in the Twinkie. Right. And we stick to the outside and they just started blocking shots down and the Golden Knights just, oh, this is the box we're supposed to be in. We'll be here and we'll put the cap on ourselves. And that's kind of to be expected considering who's in this lineup right now. But in areas, in effort, in uh, using our feet at the right places. Uh, Are you on questioning the ice,
1: team effort right now?
0: I'm not questioning team effort. I'm questioning individual. OK. Um, I always question Everything. Well, you Anything and I got individual. into a fight
1: last season about effort and how some of these guys don't give it all or some of these guys give too much in some cases. And is giving too much a problem Depends for, this, on for, this, the person. for this night's team right now because they are because they are trying to cover up, obviously, and they have to. I mean let's be, you know, Mark Stone, Mac It's not like you just pulled Johnson and Smith out of the lineup.
0: No. No. And and they bring that offensive production, but also that defensive responsibility and the inspiration that that just level of commitment must be upheld. And this is where that leadership question I had in the preseason that many of us have had about what this locker room will be like once adversity hits. And it's hitting right away. It's hitting right away, and it's hitting in the worst possible spot because you're not just taking out some of the most productive players. You're taking out the leadership. You're taking out the soul because we've already sold the soul away. And so to expect the players that have just arrived here or are, are still trying to get their feet wet in this league to not only wear the sweater, know how to wear the sweater, but also crochet said sweater. That's a big time ask, especially against a team like the St. Louis Blues that are very seasoned, very talented and straight up are willing to play boring hockey. The Golden Knights have never been willing to play to the two to one pacing that so many of their players and coaching staff are trouting out right are now. Are they capable of doing that? Though, I Linsing. don't know, Paul, because there's the ability based off of the skill set you have, and then there's the ability in terms of the decisions that you make. And a big time decision that this team made last offseason was to go after Alex Pertrangel. And ever since, he has brought us many things. Uh, some great play down the stretch, especially in the playoffs last year. A different layer of leadership, uh, just a, a completely different look at the defensive position. So
1: what's wrong with that? That's he's earning every every dollar of that eight million. Plus. That
0: sweater I was talking about, Paul. Yes. Who's it sized for first? If we have one jersey to hand out that represents this team, whose whose measurements do we take? And I guarantee you, it's number sevens, especially right now because we're missing some of those big time names. He's a former captain. He earned it in that organization. He 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 came up through it. He learned under David Backus like he was chosen. He brought him to the promised land. And then he left to go to a different mountain. This isn't the same team. This isn't his team. But he's being tasked with being that leader. And leadership doesn't always reflect culture. And I think there's a tension point right now. Because I think... Petrangelo is willing to grind his way into whatever is necessary in terms of his game to to bring a win to this team. But if he's the only one that's kind of in that mindset, all of a sudden we have somebody who's taken way too much weight in their knapsack, right? A lot of hero ball or hero puck that we're seeing from Alex Petrangelo. And that has a lot of different consequences, both on an individual level and on a team level. Which one do you want me to get into first? What 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 is most intriguing to you about this direction of our of our conversation? Well, oh, I
1: talk about the team in general in terms of performance because we have now lost two games in a row, mm-hmm. and so in terms of the team, how is that affecting this team? Because we're seeing it mm-hmm. on the ice. It, there are, there are two losses, right? And I'm not going to lay you cannot shoulder the blame on Petro.
0: No, no, I certainly don't. But if if he is the one that we are deferring to always, that becomes our default mindset. Right. And and even if it isn't effective, people will continue go, to go to it because that's just what happens when we're under duress and we're in ang- in anxious modes. And what Petro does is he loves to step up in the play, right? We talked a lot about that in L.A., about how people weren't really clear on who's supposed to be covering that spot. And that's how we got a lot of those, not just odd man rushes, but like three on oh, four on one three, or three and two. We saw plenty of that last night, too. But it's also the offensive zone. I asked Pete DeBoer about this today, about how Petro is rolling down the wall. Tons, especially on that power play, because if you see the face off, he's right along the boards. The face off goes, and if he gets possession, he'll take that puck and roll down the wall and then set up down low. I asked DeBoer. Well, with that, if Petro's allowed to go down low, is that where we're looking to move that offense? Are we looking to move that offense down low? Because if so, thank you for reading my notes and listening to the show because I've been preaching that since before you got here. <laughs> but if that's happening, why are we still cycling the puck up top that we have now? taking care of the problem that somebody is covering for Petrangelo, but now we're tasking someone to play a position that they are not equipped to do, at least at that level. So you're you're having a forward play D when you're basing all of your offensive production up high. And you know those turnovers everybody's talking about? A lot of them are happening in that area vice because of those mismatches, because of those miscues. And that's where I, I'm tasking Petro, who is already... Taking on so much responsibility in this very young season to do less, to delegate more. Because that pace that I was talking about, the two to one pace that is so elusive that starts and stops with him. Because if we're if he's the default, if he's the guy we run the offense through, if he's the guy that always gets his preferred spot in every face off, then he's the one that's gonna have to make the mental change. He's gonna be a be the one to have to say, you know what? I'm going to lay off this play. I don't need to step up in this one because now I'm more aware of where everyone else is. And I've already done this a couple of times and they might be anticipating that, or my guys might not be there to support me. I need him to pick and choose his spots a little bit better because if he's stepping up and we're leaving glaring holes in the ice, rushes back and forth. Does that sound like a two to one game to you? No, that's gonna be high scoring game. So if you need to win two to one, you got to get that puck down low and you got to earn it with your legs. And this team hasn't shown uh, their ability to do it, at least in this iteration right now. And that is an effort thing for me right now. That is bearing down. And if you listen to anything, any of those guys said in the postgame comments, including Riley Smith, who's one of the most honest players on this team, he's demanding more of himself. He's saying, I need to have playoff mentality for the whole season, which I don't know how is sustainable, but it's that level of commitment where I have to assume that everybody else is breaking down and that I'm the only one that can really save them, but in a, in a very controlled manner. Cause like I said, that's what we were talking about with Petro before. Some people need to elevate. Some people need to decompress. Petro is a guy that needs to decompress. Riley Smith is a guy and needs to elevate.
1: Well, today was an off day kind of, sort of after an off night For the Golden Knights, they're back. We worked on our
0: shootout moves today, Paul, because those are the most necessary skills to really bolster right now. Well,
1: you know, sharpen the knives. Sometimes the knives get a little dull. They do. Sharpen the knives. But
0: there's a new game tomorrow, and uh, let me tell you about (laughs) rushing and offensive prowess. They are going to have to mine their P's and Q's to slow down that Oilers offense, let alone prevent them from scoring. And God help us if they're on the power play. We haven't seen them in a couple years, remember? And we had the best power play last year. It's been a while. We are towards the bottom of the league right now, and we have yet to score one ourselves.
1: Edmonton in town tomorrow night. We'll dig into that one with a full show for the playmakers tomorrow afternoon. Coming up next, how it pays to be a nice guy. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.